What's up, everybody? This is David. Welcome to The Bad Place again. I have a very special guest with me right now. What's up, yo? This is Mooch. Welcome to The Bad Place podcast. Um, Wait, redo it, redo it. So, no, no redo. This is, <laughs> no, we're not redoing it. No, this we're not redoing Disney it. This is channel. <laughs> no, this is One Take Wonders over here. So, so, so tonight we have a very special episode. We have a um, very, very talented uh, musician, Broadway sweetheart, Austin McKenzie, and... Somebody who's very close to my heart on the show tonight, um, because I don't know if you guys know, but I am a huge Gleek. Or, yeah, Gleek. I, I love Glee, the show Glee. You ever seen Glee, Mooch? Yeah, I fuck with Glee. Yeah, great show. So you know, you know Artie on Glee in the wheelchair? Oh, wheelchair man? He's fire. Yeah, he's fire. So he's on the show too. Kevin McHale. Awesome, super nice guys. Very talented. We, have, we had a great conversation with him, so hope you enjoy. Thanks for listening to the, to the Bad Place. Enjoy the show. Yeah, it feels so good. Yeah, it feels so good. It's so lovely. Got them pretty. Like they say, he's quite the lover. Catch your eye. Catch that guy. Something in him is quietly dying. And he knows what he is. Cause you told him a million times. And he knows what he does. What's up, guys? It's Cam. Uh, that was Crazy Beautiful. Great song by none other than my main man, Austin P. McKenzie, one of the finest musicians I've ever had the pleasure of knowing. He and I actually played the same part in Spring Awakening, a great musical. He was Melchior in the Deaf West production on Broadway, and I was Melchior in the Barclay Performing Arts Boca Black Box production. So I don't, you know, this isn't a dick size competition, but obviously I, I'm more impressive. And um, he and Kevin have been the it couple for a while now. I love those two men and we've got them on now. Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us today. How are you guys doing? Good, you know, still, still inside the house. How are you doing? <laughs> You've been uh, baking, right? Uh, yes, I, I've, I've been doing a lot of baking. I'm working on a lot of things, lots of, I'm very much the type of person that's like, when I have free time, I just wanna fill it with everything. So right now baking is one of the things I'm sort of filling my time with. I got into baking and out of baking within about eight days. It's true. Well, you is it because, mm -hmm. that sounds like me. Yeah. Is, is it because you watched great British baking show in quarantine and, and got inspired for a couple minutes? Oh, I should have. I've already watched it all. I wish we had it. Yeah, I wish I had more to watch. I could be rewatching it. No, it was basically because I was just hungry and bored <laughs> and had the biggest sweet tooth in the world. So I was like, I'm just going to make all my favorite things. And I made two things. I'm like, that's tough. I'll leave that to Austin. Yeah, Kevin is very much were the they good? Of guy. Who, Kevin's the kind of guy who... They like, were good. He'll, he'll be like, I'm going to do this. And then he'll, you know, buy a bunch of stuff to do X, Y, Z. And then after a week or two of being interested in it, he'll, he'll have all that equipment, in this case, baking equipment, and then sort of be a little bit over it. One night I had one of my bipolar manic episodes that I get where I, I, I'm so, my, my, yeah, my neurochemistry is so level for a couple of weeks that I forget that I'm bipolar. And then I get a full mania one night. And one night I, I Ubered to the grocery store at 3 a.m., bought all the ingredients for a cake and made a cake that was ready by like 6.30. Was it a good cake? Uh, at the time, <laughs> it was, 
it was it was an achievement is what it was but um the way that it was framed on matthew morrison's instagram story kevin you baked those things that you brought him is that not true <laughs> no 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 absolutely not that was misleading austin completely conceived of all of that baked it he even had like a little box a little tray that fit everything like he's a madman i had nothing i simply just drove austin to matthew morrison's house that's a contribution yeah right? i'm just a messenger i'll i'm the tra i'm the transporter kevin's the he's the uh the the voice he's the the charisma like when we have a sometimes we'll he have, has the face and i talk <laughs> sometimes we'll have like a like a little christmas party or i don't know sometimes we'll just have little things and i'm very i'm the person in the kitchen sort of with my head down doing things and kevin's the one with like his shirt off dancing making people feel great you know? I, that's you conflated a lot of stories. <laughs> um, well, I uh, I was thinking recently about that, Kevin. I, I meant to ask you. So the first time we, the three of us, ever met, we ended up at this. Would you would you call that a club? It was a club mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. with with a good group of people. And when I was talking to David about doing this episode, I was trying to think of who you guys would know in common. You're friends with Corey Michael Smith, right? Uh, Austin yeah. knows him more than mm -hmm. I do. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Love that guy. He, he seems like the LC Fest crowd. That's uh, I, I randomly <laughs> bumped into him there. Were you guys there? <laughs> LC Fest. No, we weren't. There. I've never been to LC Fest. No, I wanted to go. We ran. Kind of we randomly ran into him in Miami over New Year's like two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of Darren Chris acolytes are you guys? I bet you haven't even watched Assassination of Gianni Versace. <laughs> How did you know? <laughs> uh, wait, I. I Totally. Austin, <laughs> Austin, we also have this beautiful connection in that you yes. were Melchior Gabor on Broadway. You, you were Melchior as well, weren't you? In the Boca Black Box performance of Spring Awakening, where we almost yes. didn't have enough people to put on the full show, despite the fact that it has eight characters. Yes, I was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I was yeah. actually thinking about that the other day. I, I, we, you, you were on the phone with Kevin, uh, speakerphone, and I was randomly popped in my head. I was like, oh yeah, he did Melchior, that's right. Is there a recording anywhere of the Deaf West, like soundtrack or anything? Not of this, well, so there's a, cause trust me, I've done my research. There's a, like a SoundCloud of the final performance. And then there's a recording on YouTube of one of the earlier versions of the show we did in California. And then there's one of the Broadway. So there's, we're, there's three we're, places. Were Catherine Gallagher and Alex Boniello around at that point? Yes. Yeah. They were, okay. they, uh, Catherine was on the whole time. And then Alex came on for the one that we did in Beverly Hills. We did the show in three different venues. Yeah. Oh, really? What was, what was the, what was the worst one? The worst one? Gosh, probably the best. They were very different. I mean, so the one we did downtown LA was like in Skid Row. So that was like a little sketchy. The one in Beverly Hills was sort of like the junior high phase. So it was kind of awkward and not really sure. And then I think Broadway, I think we were all just sort of scared shitless. So that had like a different feeling to it as well. <laughs> did, you ever have, <laughs> did, did you ever have an offensively bad slip up in the... Um, in the sign language, I've always wondered because I, I always felt like if you guys were signing everything while you were singing, or I, I don't really remember how it worked, but if you got one thing a little bit off and you just changed it so it ends up being some horrible admission. Uh, no, that's never happened. But there was one time 
uh, where I accidentally got high before a show. My friend had a weed pen. <laughs> I thought it was just a vape pen. And I thought I was. Oh, so it actually everything. was accidentally. <laughs> it was. It was. I thought it was a vape pen. It was a weed pen. Got a little stoned and freaked the fuck out and did a show and thought I had signed everything incorrectly. That's the closest I've come to making a sign mistake. But was luckily, one- not a lot of people in the audience know the sign language. <laughs> was the one person who called you out on it, Alex Bagnello? I feel like he would have come up to you backstage and been like, "You are stoned." No, no, no. I, I like hid my face the whole time. No, no one, no one, no one knew. So I your eyes I, look like you're stoned all the time. Anyway, that's true. So. I have, I have bedroom eyes. So it's also like that's nice part of Melchior's charm. Don't the, don't the ladies talk about his eyes? <laughs> his uh, dreamy eyes are some, some bullshit. <laughs> well, the, the last thing I'm going to ask you is, what do you have any? Do you remember the most interesting personal note you've ever gotten about the show from Steven Sater? Because remember that scene that's like us and Venla and all we say is no, yes, no, no. Yes, yes, the sex scene. I get that. I got that wrong all the time, like on Broadway. And they would be so mad at me, like not Steven, like the people I was acting with, the two girls so upset, rightly so, that at that point I couldn't get those fucking lines right. Well, it's because that whole scene is just Melchior. No, yes, Melchior. Venla, mm-hmm. no, yes. It's the worst, the worst kind of dialogue to memorize. Yeah. Exactly. Um, okay, I think the, the overall note he always gave me was just to be more of a man, <laughs> which never felt great. Be a man, we must be. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I've been having a Donnie Osmond morning. <laughs> okay, a Donnie Osmond morning, new Christmas album that comes out. Hey, Kevin, Austin? Uh, Wait, I'm sorry. Who's this guy? He's uh. Is someone there? Uh, I don't. Wait. I don't know what his his deal is. Uh, do you is, do you, is everything okay? Do you need us to get out? Okay, now, right now. Uh, honestly, we man, this guy's need like five. You need to get out of here. Again. What is going on? On, uh, you know what? I'll I'll call you guys soon, but you, you guys better just fuck off. Oh, gee. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, let us know you're all right. What the fuck? Okay. All right, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. All right. All right, dude. What? What? What's going on here? Listen, okay, I couldn't um, live another second knowing that you guys have a platform, that you have a space that people are listening to, and you're not using that platform to spread the only truth in this world that actually matters. So I'm here to stop stop that nonsense, okay? Because you, you guys need to be using this platform for the only truth that makes sense. Cameron, do you know this guy? I don't, I don't know how you got in, into my house. Well, so that's not even the problem here. More so, you should be asking me, what is this truth I'm talking about? See, so you got to be seeking out the truth. Okay, here I am to bring it to you. Have you ever thought about birds? Tell me your thoughts I've, about I've, birds. Are we, are we going to engage? Uh, is, I, I mean, plan cam? I, I guess, I, 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 I don't know, man. What's, what, 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 what brings you to the bad place? What's going on? What are, what, what, are you, what are you, why are you talking about birds? Well, I think the question is that everyone is not talking about birds. That's the real problem here, okay? What's going on with birds is that within those little fluffy bodies contains the most criminal scandal to ever take place on American soil. Um, essentially, what I'm talking about uh, is the fact that birds are not real. Is that, does that, you know spur anything in your brains have you thought about this before have you ever questioned this 
wait, wait, hold on. What do you mean birds aren't real? Are you saying like specific birds aren't real? Like there's a, is there a type of bird that isn't real? Basically the concept is that the very definition of the word bird has changed. So the socio-normative understanding of the word bird is no longer real. David, I, I appreciate your, your curiosity. Let me tell you the reason. From the span of 1959 through 2001, the U.S. government mercilessly genocided over 12 billion birds and replaced them with surveillance drone replicas designed to watch you every single day of your life as well as the rest of the United States population. And this is a problem. I don't, I don't hear anyone at a higher level of U.S. government even mentioning or talking about or any activists even talking about, which is a major issue. Yeah, so I, 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 have, I have seen this before, and I have thought about this before, but the thing that I can't wrap my head around is if they killed all of these real birds at some point, right, where are all those bodies? Wait, what the fuck are you guys talking about? That's a great question, David. Basically, how the U.S. government did this, they had massive planes, okay? Because if you're looking to kill 12 billion birds, you can't just go around and shoot them out of the sky, right? So what needs to happen is there need, it would take too long. It would take millions of years if there were individual hunters going and shooting down birds. So what needed to happen was they needed to spread a bioweapon, essentially like a virus, like a toxin that only affected the bird species. The way that they did this was they basically went out in B-52s, like bombers, and crop dusted the entirety of the United States to where the spray would go down, hit birds, and then that bird had the virus. Once the virus had you, it would begin to disintegrate these birds' uh, matter until they, it would, they were no longer. Gradually, the so, spread. So how did the government introduce drone birds at the same rate that they were killing off real birds? How did they make sure that there, was, uh, wait, there no, wasn't a surplus of birdage? Forget, forget that. Point? Forget that. What? Are birds so? If if this happened in the United States, are birds real elsewhere? Are birds in England real? You know, that's a really really good question. And to be quite honest with you, I'm just not comfortable talking about anything that I don't know to be 100% a fact. So I haven't seen the documents for England. I haven't seen the tapes for Australia. And I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. Okay. What I do know is that uh, governments such as the Chinese government have admitted to bird drone surveillance. You can Google this. I would encourage your listeners at home, go Google the words China bird surveillance because their government is openly surveilling people with drones disguised as birds, okay? And maybe our cultures are just very different where their government feels comfortable coming out and saying that. Uh, the US government clearly operates differently. But if you look around, there's actually public evidence for this happening in, in other parts of the world. I just can't say for sure if it's on the same level as the US because I just don't know for that for a fact, you know. Wait, wait. So this is like an this is like an Infowars conspiracy theory. It's like Alex Jones saying that there's time whoa, traveling whoa, demons. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa! You know, please don't connect us with any of these loony bins, man. We are not a um, conspiracy theory. I believe that the moon landing was real. You know, I believe in the usefulness of vaccines. I, I, I believe in science. And because of that, I believe in the science and the evidence that I've seen that shows me that every bird alive today in the United States is actually a very advanced surveillance drone in disguise. 
And I don't think that's too crazy. I think what a crazier notion is, is just going about your whole life without ever questioning these things you see every single day above you, around you, and just seeing them and accepting like, oh, I know birds are real because I see them when I go outside. That's so uneducated. You know, that doesn't make any sense. So that is the bigger conspiracy to me. What? This, this, this is... I mean, think about it, Cam. Just think about it for a second. It's not totally what crazy. Like what, if, like, what if what if, birds? So, wait. So, this is all birds. This is not just pigeons or seagulls. This is every bird in America. This is all birds. Yeah. E- yes. Great question. Even birds that don't have a direct surveillance, you know, capability or, like, birds that wouldn't be primed for surveillance, like a chicken in a farm or something, they, too are surveillance drones because when that poisonous bird virus toxin spread to 12 billion birds, they couldn't segment out specific species that would be primed for surveillance like pigeons or seagulls or whatever, you know, they, they, they needed the toxin to be effectively wiping out everybody. So there are, are even birds that are surveillance drones that, you know, maybe aren't in the most public areas. That's a great question. Though. Wait, so what about, what about penguins? Yeah, penguins, there's a lot of talk about penguins in the bird truther community. They're a big point of debate. Because honestly, there's a lot of denominations of bird trutherism. You know, there's kind of the overall umbrella of avian trutherism. And then there's many denominations of that belief. So there's some people that apply this to a very globalist bird trutherism agenda where we have, you know, every bird in the earth is, you know, it's controlled by the UN. There's a massive, you know, global surveillance thing happening. But, you know, in my more modest conservative place, I just believe in the U.S. that birds are uh, surveillance drones. I don't see what's so crazy about that, man. So, 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 so I guess here's my real question. What are we supposed to do about this, this, this crazy, uh, I mean, breach of privacy really is what it is. Um, is, is this similar to, you know, uh, Edward Snowden, the issue with the NSA? Can this be compared to that? Uh, oh, I think that makes the Edward Snowden NSA problem look like a toddler playing in a playground compared to what we have going on here. What we have here is uh, severe, it's sweeping, and it, it applies to everyone. It applies to everyone on a level never seen before. Um, the Edward Stone situation is similar, though, because within the Patriot Act, there were certain um, fine print that allowed the bird surveillance to be carried out under the U.S. Constitution um, so that it, they, they aren't actually breaching any laws here. And to answer your initial question of what can we do about this, David, the sad thing is, man, there's not a lot we can do other than spread awareness. There are some factions of the Birds Aren't Real movement that think there's hope for real birds still out in, in society. And there's massive hunts underway at this very moment of packs of intensely motivated bird truthers um, traveling with other truth warriors to find what could possibly be the last living bird. There's some speculation that bird could be living on the top of the president's head inside of his hair because technically that would be the safest spot to be for a real bird if they needed to have a real bird to study and make you know duplicates off of for surveillance purposes research purposes um so i'm not saying it's just like ratatouille yeah and there is some speculation there of who's really pulling the strings hold on hold on excuse me guys guys, i'm getting a call Hey, hey kevin yeah, 
yeah, it's 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 some guy. It's yeah, he's talking about birds. All right, all right. Thank you again for coming on today. I really appreciate, it, buddy. No, I don't. I don't know. He's he's he doesn't look like he's gonna leave. All right, all right. I'll let you know if he tries to hurt us. Bye bye. Sorry about that, guys. Oh, it's no worries, man. No, no worries at all. That's that sounds crazy. Whatever you got going on. Um, but yeah, basically, I just wake up every morning. I wake up every morning, and my eyes immediately well with tears as I awake into this cursed world of surveillance. And I re- and I remember just how just how messed up it all is. I actually am often visited by uh, the sir himself, Benjamin Franklin, in some dreams, and other founding fathers who visit me in my dreams and say, "Listen, you need to bring this country back." Okay, we had this vision for freedom. You know, we had this vision for a free United States. And our initial vision as the founding fathers is being tainted by this bird drone problem. And I tell them, I say, Ben, Ben, leave it to me and the movement. We will take care of this. And then so, I, 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 I wait. I just want to know, how do, you, how do you go out there and live your life knowing that everything you do is being watched and, 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 and observed by the government? Um, I live it, two answers. I live it in constant pain. My second answer, I live it like every other American who is also equally being watched and surveilled like I am. And, um, you know, they say ignorance is bliss. Sometimes I wish I didn't know as much as I did so I could go back and, you know, be like these other blind, happy sheeple uh, that I see on, on, on the streets every day. You know, um, they truly look happy. But the answers that I have, there's no turning back from that. I've been exposed. Pandora's box has been opened. And hey, now I know. Hey, man, as somebody who's, you know, spent so much time thinking about politics and everything, is this a political issue? Is there some sort of legislation that could be advocated for? Is there one party to blame for this? You know, that's a good question. Um, for years, we've tried to, you know, infiltrate the you know upper levels of legislation. We've tried lobbying. You know, we have people on standby all the time that are calling senators. But at this point, I mean, I think we've all noticed this is pretty rigged, guys. Joe Biden's the candidate. This whole thing is, is rigged to the level they would never let someone who was a bird truther reach any upper level of government. If you notice there's an election coming up here, you may notice every candidate who is on stage pro-bird, okay? That's not Amy Klobuchar. Not, not Amy Klobuchar. She has frequently, multiple times come out as a bird truther. Are you serious? You've got a you've uh, got a hero. You've got a white knight. I had no idea. See, my hope was in Andrew Yang because I had heard him multiple times discussing automation as an issue, and that's something that is actually at the heart of the bird um, surveillance problem. Uh, is that basically surveillance was automated away to these birds rather than humans having to to do it? And we see it in everyday life. Actually, we see. You know, the government uses birds for more than just surveillance, such as public sanitation. You know, how do you clean up the roadkill on the side of the road without paying people, you know, millions of dollars a year? Well, you make a robot to do it and call it a vulture. And then it'll take care of all the roadkill on all the highways and public streets. And that's why the U.S. government doesn't invest half the money that they used to in public sanitation. So we see the bird problem is not just surveilling the the U.S. citizens. It's taking jobs away from them, such as in the roadkill sanitation department, how vultures have completely eliminated that entire market. So, you know, I was hoping that behind the scenes there was some wokeness going on with, 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 with Yang, as I've heard his concerns about automation. But 
that is encouraging to hear that Klobuchar uh, is a bird shooter. I wonder if she'll get the uh, VP spot. That would be fascinating. Well, I think, you know, if Biden wants to get the youth vote and if he wants to engage young people and people are always asking me, you know, what can Biden do to get young people excited about voting? If he picked somebody who was talking about birds and was putting birds, at, what the fuck am I even talking about? This makes, are, are, what are you? Are you guys some sort of, are you a cult? Are you an organization? Do you have a website? No, okay, here's the thing. We have, I mean, yeah, we have a website, birdsaren'treal.com, but more so rather than a cult, man, or whatever you're saying, I refer to us more as a family, you know? I don't want to be viewed as a uh, leader or a guru. I'd rather be known as a uh, mother or a father, you know, gently nestling the blind as I whisper the truth into their ear. Uh, there's nothing cultish about it. It's actually much more resembles a loving uh, close family of enlightened truth warriors that care about awakening this blind nation, you know? And to me, that's the most beautiful thing I can think of. Well, See, okay, I, I, have to, I have to come clean about something here because this is making sense to me on a, on a deep, on a very deep level for something that I haven't shared with you, Cameron, actually ever before. Um, so as, as um, you may know, um, Peter, I uh, played... Uh, uh, Bruce Wayne on Gotham and um, for for a long time I wanted to put on the Batman suit and they actually never never let me do that Um, and there was there was a lot of weird things going on when when they 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 were they just it was people were people were very afraid to put me in anything that had you know wings anything with like anything with billowing in the wind um, and I don't know, I, I, I obviously don't have any confirmation for this, but I, I think it's something to go, I, I think they were scared for my safety, honestly. I, I mean, I think that's why I was never able to be, to be Batman, really. I think that, that's what it is. Hmm. Maybe they detected, you know, like you've said, you have thought about this before. Maybe they detected, you know, some higher IQ levels and maybe, uh, you know, broadened brain or maybe you've opened up some of your eighth and ninth chakras and are able to actually experience truth on a different level than most people. It's actually interesting. I'll hear people ask about bats from time to time. They'll ask, hey, you know, birds or, you know, their surveillance drones are bats surveillance drones. And, you know, the the easy answer to that question is possibly. Um, I will say that before the release of the first Batman comic, uh, I think in 1939, there uh, were no previously documented sightings of what we call bats, um, which I find a little suspicious. You know, maybe cameras were new, but I've never heard anyone mention a bat beforehand until that first comic came out. Then about 10 years later in the 50s, we start seeing these bat sightings popping all up in caves around the U.S., now, I'm not saying this is, what, this is what I believe, but some denominations of bird trutherism do hold the belief that the government stole the idea for the Batman suit and put surveillance drones inside that sleek, nice Batman suit at, uh, for night surveillance purposes. Um, and that is actually the invention of the bat. Like, the, like, basically, Batman came before the bat, and that's where the government got the idea for that. I'm not saying that's what I believe, but I'm saying I know some professors and some very high IQ, very high IQ, brilliant individuals that hold this belief. So, I mean, it's something worth thinking about. You know, maybe just put a Google search in because I think a lot of us just listen and believe and don't uh, question beyond the headline or what's in our school textbook. And that's you know highly discouraged. That's damning. 
It is very damning. As you know, that reminds me of, you know, you wonder if all those 12 billion dead birds, are they in heaven or hell? Is there even an afterlife for uh, animals, you know? And I sometimes will pray for the divine fates of those 12 billion living beings. Because uh, I wonder, is there a heaven or hell for animals? And something that curses my daily thought patterns day by day. Well, this is all dark and dire shit. And, we've, and honestly, it's been... The bad place has been getting really bad lately. First of all, I don't know who you are, what you've been doing, and I don't believe a fucking word you say, but is there a call to action? Is there something that people who are concerned, like apparently fucking David? Cameron, as a, as, as a bird truther myself, I find just um, your, your, your flippant tone to be pretty offensive, first of all. Um, Thank you. Good Lord. I, yeah. Yeah, no, really. And and honestly, Peter, I just I want to thank you, first of all, for for opening my eyes. This really makes a lot of sense. And um, I, I just I'm, I'm honestly confused more than anything. I, I don't know what to do next. Like you said, there is no clear course of action. I'm kind of scared to go outside. Am I safe in my own house? These are I mean, I, I really don't. I have so many questions on my mind right now. As you should, I would encourage you to just breathe. Take a minute. Breathe. Calm down. I know it's a lot. I know it's a lot. But whenever I first found out, I had to remember to calm down and process. Um, Cameron, uh, just in addressing your, your flippant tone, I would say that I would ask yourself the question, why am I so socially engineered to defend bird realism? You know, why does this offend me so much? Um, you know, maybe you've been uh, brainwashed over, you know, all, all of the clues hidden in culture. Everywhere I'm just saying it's to brainwash you. It's just funny that of all the horses to back, you p you picked the birds aren't real one. You could have been an anti-vaxxer. You could have bought goop. You could have done, you could have voted for Marianne Williamson. You could have done all these things and you just, you picked bird truthers. Let me ask you, does bird propaganda, pro-bird propaganda ever appear in media? Um, Every single day. Yeah, man. I mean, think about it. Does the president talk or does he tweet? Does... Do, do, who is the national mascot of our country? Each state has a state bird. Why is a turkey pardoned on Thanksgiving? That is insanity. What are we doing? It's questions like these that I am shocked day by day more people haven't asked. It's not that I am, you know, like these anti-vax people or like these Marianne people. I am a sane, brilliant individual that happens to have come across some high-level knowledge that I've seen evidence for. And all I'm trying is to share that knowledge because I think, it, you know, the best we can do is just let people know if we want real, big-form change to come later on. Okay. How many people in our government know about this? How many people are deceiving us? How many leaders of our country are, are, are throwing us under the bus every single day? You know, that's a big question. I think that there are a lot of them, actually. There's been some theories that every U.S. senator has their own personal bird drone that they are given a controller when they're initiated as, as a senator, and they can steer it around and do, do as they please. Um, definitely you know, definitely Al Franken. Al Franken had at least three of them. Yeah, see, exactly. I'm glad to hear that you're converting a little bit, Cameron. That's good to see. You know, the more, the more that we, the more that we welcome these these concepts in and ask ourselves the harder questions, I think the better, more balanced life we'll find ourselves living. Wait, I'm sorry. One second. What the? What, what's what's that coming at us through the window? Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs>